This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Thursday, 4 May, in the year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome uh, to our 6 o'clock War Room uh, Battleground. Uh, I want to tell everybody, you know, this is the first time, I think we've been doing the Battleground now for over two years. The show's in its fourth year, but overall, the 6 o'clock hour is two years. And this is the first time I've ever done an interview or a discussion uh, with uh, just one camera. I think Jack Basobic did one one time in, in two years with his wife, but this is the first time. And the reason is a very special guest. Uh, we got so many great compliments of the conversation we had with President Trump in Mar-a-Lago that very fortunate to have one of my favorite people and a, and a true spiritual leader in the 21st century, Bishop Schneider of, uh, of Kazakhstan. The, the, and we're going to go into your histories for particularly some of the audience that doesn't know it in a minute. But a man of, uh, of such humility, you know, all the newspaper articles about you, humility, obedience, uh, kindly. Why are you considered a, a, a radical and, and, a, and a troublemaker in the modern Catholic Church? Well, it is, I do nothing extraordinary. I am just trying to speak the truth, the truth of Christ, the truth of the Church, which the Church taught since the Apostles and all the ages, which the Church simply preached. I do nothing else. I'm doing nothing, inventing new things. Just preach, try to preach the truth of Christ. And it is uh, symptomatic when you just speak the truth of Christ and of the faith of all ages, that you are labeled as a troublemaker who disturbs peace and so on. But we have. You, you, you're you more than a troublemaker, aren't, aren't they? Aren't, aren't you actually considered someone that may actually lead the church into a, a, a schism? No, this, uh, I think... That's a false accusation? This is a false accusation, and really, I was not accused by serious people uh, of this. Uh, Just the media types? Yes, uh, there this, this is no ground for this, because schism is when a bishop publicly declares himself independent from the Pope. I am to the contrary. I am always saying, people, let us pray for the Pope. I mention him publicly in the prayers, even though I express my admonitions reverently, sometimes addressing the Pope to clarify his statements, inviting him to preach again, Clearly, the truth of Christ for the sake, for the good of the faithful and of the entire world, because this is the deepest desire of every human being, to know the truth and to be strengthened in the truth. The truth brings us 
true liberty. And so these are, these are the words of Jesus Christ. And therefore, uh, I am actually doing all what I can to help the Pope, not to separate me from the Pope, to help him as a bishop. I, am, I have the task, the duty, to help the Pope. I am a brother of the Pope. I am not an employee of the Pope. And therefore, I can express to him reverently uh, my concerns. And in this way, I am helping him, as it did for the first time St. Paul uh, with St. Peter. St. Peter was the head of the church placed by our Lord Jesus Christ. And he was actually the first pope. And when Peter acted in Antiochia, in an uh, ambiguous way, undermining the clarity of the truth in his behavior with the Jewish Christians and with the uh, new uh, converted Christians, so undermining the clarity of the gospel, St. Paul publicly uh, uh, corrected him, admonished him, and saying to him, you are not going the, the path of the truth of the gospel. And then Peter was so humble, the Pope, to thank him that he did this. And as in the same spirit, I am doing this, and this did also other in history, even saints. And this is a part, uh, in my opinion, of a true Catholic life, to help another uh, to keep the fidelity to God's word, to the truth. Let's talk about um, two events in the 20th century that were very formative to you. One, one is the wars and oppression of the Nazis and in the, in the, in the Bolsheviks and the Soviet Union. Talk to us about your family and about the p handing down this great um, love of the uh, traditional mass the traditional church. And then I want to talk about Vatican II that came into the second part of that. That is uh, something I, th I know that you have been constantly saying, hey, we we've got to review this. So let's talk first of about your family, about in particularly how this faith was handed down in your family and to you. Yes. I, I had the great grace of God to be born in a true Catholic family. In we belong to the so-called German, um, uh, Russian Germans, better say so, who lived in the Russian Empire since the 19th century in German villages. And then Stalin started the terror under the name of the uh, human-friendly communism. So they styled, in the time of, of Stalin, human-friendly communism in the 30s. And so there were the dark terror years, 1936-37. And uh, Stalin killed millions of own people simply uh, to uh, eliminate potential, potential enemies of the regime, of the ideology. Not only the regime, but the ideology. And these were intelligent people who still use their own intellect and reason, uh, who did not allow 
to be brainwashed is very important. To resist it to brainwashing from the mainstream media, from the opin public opinion, even in the, 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 in those years in the tra in the thirties, and so the second category. Uh, You're saying the Catholics in the in the in the church were resistance or formed a resistance to the Marxist, the atheist Marxist, to be brainwashed. Yes, and not only the Catholics, but simple, uh, honest uh, people, who in intelligent people. So they were on the list to be killed. The second category, the priests, of course, and the third category, wealthy people. And so my my grandfather, he was killed when he was 27 years old, a young man. My grandmother, she, remain, she uh, was a widow with 25 years old, and she remained a widow. My father and his brother were two little children. So we experienced this so-called friendly communism, and in that time, where my father was killed, my, gr my grandfather was killed and others, and the so-called human-friendly communism, Stalin, pr promoted a song uh, which was saying, more or less, I do not know another country in the world where people can breathe so freely. <laughs> and these were these horror years. And we have to state this because we are in some way approaching in our time similar phenomenon. That people say we are free, we are democratic, and, but in the same time repress any intelligent, honest thought. So only to remark this. And so I'm in these horrible circumstances. I, my parents transmitted then to us children uh, the Catholic faith in the underground church, so-called, and my parents were very active uh, in the underground church, helping to organize holy masses, prayers, and hiding priests. And so in these... Why, why did priests have to be hidden? Because if they were not hidden, they'd be yeah, executed or they, sent to a labor camp? The priests were persecuted. They were forbidden to celebrate mass, let us say. And so, but they did it because for the for the sake for the people to, to have sacraments, to have worship. And so my parents helped the priests to hide them. Otherwise they would be imprisoned or to the gulags set. And so I, in some way, I took this faith in these difficult situations in my, since my childhood, and this marked me all my life. And I am grateful to the Lord for this experience in my life. And in these circumstances, we, we celebrated the priests. Of course, the traditional liturgy, it was in the 50s, in the 60s, in the, in the beginning of the 70s still, the reverent liturgy of all ages, which all the saints celebrated, we, which we now call, as you mentioned, the traditional form of, let, of the Latin Mass. And in this, I grew up. And this mass celebrated the martyr priests whom I have known, whom my parents helped to hide. And this is our... How, how hard was it even to get to mass and to get to Holy Communion or to have a confession heard when you were a small boy coming up? Yes. How difficult? It was, for example, in Kyrgyzstan we lived, 
there were no priests. And they came... In the whole country. In the whole country, no. And they came sometimes secretly, uh, or there was an old priest who was already uh, very controlled by the government. He could not travel. And other younger priests, they came from Lithuania or from other, to help the Germans. There were many German Catholics in in Kyrgyzstan. (coughs) And so we suddenly appeared a priest, let us say. It was a joy for us. Then we had to prepare very carefully uh, the Holy Mass, the, the confessions, during the night. During the entire night, we closed the doors. In, in First in one house with a smaller part of people. Then he had to, uh, to go to another house secretly. And so we managed this, to have these sacraments. Or, for example, on Christmas, I remember, we had no priests for Christmas Day. Christmas Day was a day of to work and to go to school. But on the eve, in the night, we gathered in our house. My parents organized a worship for the Catholics to really to, to, to have a holy night, Christmas, as a Christians. And we could do this. It was not allowed. But thanks be to God, our neighbor was the main policeman of the city. And he was a good man. He was a Russian. And he was a friend of my, my father and our family. And so, on the 24th of December, my father said to him, Anatoly, he was his name, you know, we are Christians. We have to celebrate this night, the holy night, Christmas. But he answered, you know, it is not allowed by the law. You cannot do this. But I give you the guarantee, this night, no police will come. Pray. So, even in dark times, God's goodness gives us consolation. You said uh, Stalin put out, and particularly to the West, that communism was friendly. It was family oriented. It was community oriented. Obviously, it was it was a murderous regime. But you said we have to worry about that today. Is is the neo-Marxism you see throughout the world today, particularly among the world's intellectuals and uh, what I call the globalists, is is that as insidious as the Marxism you grew up under? Yes, without doubt. I, have, I was uh, brainwashed with the communist ideology five years in a Soviet school. I know what this means, brainwashing. As, as, a, as a young boy? Yes, five years in the school. And so we had continuously these slogans these of communist ideology to repeat. And then all the newspapers repeated the same. All the, the radio programs, the television programs, even the, always the same. So it was orchestrated, directed in one direction. And this is now happening. You see, in the in the Western world, it is for me so similar to my experience in the Soviet Union. We have the main stream media; they are all orchestrated only one direction. They have their own um, ideological uh, items to repeat them and slogans. Really, day and night brainwashing the entire population. This is serious. We have to awaken and we have to resist 
the tragedy is that in history, when uh, forms of dictatorship or of totalitarianism came, there was a lack of resistance. Uh, the majority simply they went with the tide. And therefore, I think it's, it is time to stand up and said, no, we, we do not want to be brainwashed and our children with all these mainstream slogans all the day. And today is this. And then the phenomenon, so this is the first, that one way thinking only. And when you start to question these slogans, let us say the uh, gender ideology and so on, then you are labeled as an enemy or as a as hate, hate speech. And so it was in the Soviet Union, for example, when someone questioned these slogans of communism, then he was labeled as the enemy of the people. The Russians said, Vrak Naroda. This was so common to my ears in, this time, in those, days, those times. And so today they say, you are guilty of hatred speech. For example, when you say the simple, evident, common sense reality that a man is a man, a woman is a woman, you are labeled as an enemy, basically. So this is neo-communism, neo-Marxism, pure. And then the other phenomenon, let us say, the because what does mean Marxism, communism? We have to again to read Marx and Engels. And Marx and Engels stated already in the 19th century that our goal is the communism. Communism means equality, perfect equality, without any differences in the society, no classes, no differences. And so they said the historical moment will be the, on the economical level and on the ideology, ideological level. And then uh, Engels and Marx wrote that our goal is the, the ultimate phase of communism will be when we will reach a communism in the matters of marriage and family. This is the last uh, fortress, the family, which is the enemy of Marxism and communism. This said Engels. So. Therefore, we have to work to eliminate the differences in family. So, therefore, we have to, to take over the family. And now you see, we are in, in the midst of these of this phenomenon in the Western society, political. Those powerful elites promote all over the world these last... Uh, per period and phase of neo-Marxism to destroy really family and to destroy family they started promoting the, uh, the gender ideology let us say and now the transsexual so to eliminate every only all what is natural given by the creator and basically the root of this is atheism because Marx and Engels and Lenin 
they created this expression, the so-called scientific atheism. I had lessons in the school, at atheism. Scientific. Atheism. Scientific atheism. So, because the root of all the, 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 the last root of communism, Marxism, is atheism. So there is no God. A yeah. Scientific atheism. Scientific yes. atheism. Yes. Exactly. And now we are the same. Now the, the gender ideology in the, in, or the transgender, this is a kind of atheism. Why? Because it is simply denying reality, denying evidence, denying creation, denying the creator, and not only denying, insulting him, the creator, and saying we create another thing better than you. We create a, a transgender being, and we can change what we want. God gave us the two sexes, this beauty, and the atheism says, this is not beauty, we create another thing. And this um, insult, this revolt against the Creator, this creates ugliness. This creates a society of ugliness. And this was communism. I saw this. And now we are going to this last, probably last uh, phase of neo-Marxism. How, given the church, um, with the lessons of John Paul II and Benedict, the church was one of the foundational elements that stood up, even in an underground church way, to the communists. And so when Ronald Reagan and, and Thatcher and the political types came along, the church, particularly in Eastern Europe, in the underground church in the Soviet Union, uh, was there with a strong foundation. In fact, become stronger because of the, of the persecutions like the first century Christians. How has the church in the 21st century not taken those lessons? Because from, from a layman's perspective, it doesn't look like the church is at the tip of the spear in this fight today against neo-Marxism. It looks like, and what you're just discussing, it looks like in many of the cases... They're either acquiescing to, looking the other way, or trying to accommodate. Very good. You mentioned this. In, we have to state, sadly, that now in the 21st century, the majority of the leadership of the Catholic Church, or those, let us say, in high-ranking churchmen, even in the Vatican, they are collaborating with the ruling world party of neo-Marxism, concretely the globalism, to impose to the entire globe only one way of thinking. This is in various ways, you know, the climate change ideology, then the gender ideology, and... Is the climate change uh, ideology essentially a pagan, almost a pagan religion? Of course. This is a pagan religion form to elevate earth and matter to a kind of godhead and to the detriment of the true dignity of human being, of his rights to live in a dignified way. So to sacrifice human being to the well-being, let us say, of earth of climate and so on. So this is true. 
And now, and now we have to state this, that unfortunately the uh, current majority of the leadership in the Catholic Church, those in high power in the, in the, in the Church, they are collaborating. And not only being silent, but collaborating actively with all the main items and slogans and ideologies of the current neo-Marxist movement of the political elites. As I mentioned these topics, especially the gender ideology the and the equality of all religions, let us say, this means basically to the to abolish truth himself itself so when you say all religions are basically equal you can choose like in a supermarket and let us only be nice and so therefore you basically abolish truth and to abolish truth it is against human being it's against the dignity of human being because as we started to speak Every human being has a deeply desire to know the truth and to be instructed in the truth and to live the truth. And this did the Church during 2,000 years, Christ, Jesus Christ, the Incarnate God, the truth himself. And this is our task, to bring to the people with love, with respect, of course, all the beauty of the truth. And this truth of his creation, of the creation of man, and of the revelation of God, will bring true happiness to man in our time. And therefore we have to make a coalition, an alliance, at least of all good pe people of common sense all over the world, of goodwill, and who love honestly, truly the truth. Let us take a, uh, a short commercial break. We're going to return with His Excellency Bishop Schneider of Kazakhstan in the war room, or as the bishop says, the war house. <laughs> we, will, we will be back in, uh, in just a moment. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. 
They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. Junk science. That's what the doctor called many of those fruit and vegetable supplements. Junk science because they use extracts of common produce department fruits and vegetables with few health benefits. Now look, I take Field of Greens because it's the whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered down supplement, and it's backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and healthy weight loss. I don't eat as healthy as I should. I got that. I know it. I own it. That's why I take Field of Greens. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast and have way more energy. And I mean way more energy. But your best proof will be at your next checkout checkup when your doctor says, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Take action, action, action. Do that today. Starting the new year, how will you prepare yourself, friends, and family? In the news, you're seeing constant government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflicts, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why over the last year, I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communications stay prior. They're one of America's largest satellite companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, Satellite Phone Store has a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon. Get a bivy stick or an Imarsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Remember, that's you get a bivy stick or a Marsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Now, Satellite Phone Store's customer support team is located in the United States of America and can help you pick the best plan for you. Go to sat.com right now. That's sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That is sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon. Get it today. Take action, action, action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. With His Excellency Bishop Schneider of, uh, of Kazakhstan from a, uh, from a German family that was living in Eurasia for many, many decades. Uh, Bishop, 
how is it that we've gotten to the situation where neo-Marxism or this type of radical atheism is now what the globalists is kind of their their ideology along with these kind of pagan cults that they come up with like um um you know the climate the whole climate initiative talking about mother earth and other material uh aspects or material gods in the 19th century the church had some great intellectuals and particularly popes who 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 looked into the 20th century and saw it was coming with modernity with with modern times and Nietzsche at the same time talked about that as the uh, as the will to power but the, the 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 popes came up with what they called the syllabus of errors and and if you look at it they were right about exactly what was going to happen so how did the church understanding and having that passed down through the two great wars post war uh, and having been right about what was going to happen how, and the syllabus of errors and the oath against modernity, all that being an active part of the priesthood and the training of priests and in seminaries, how did we get to a situation where you then had Vatican II, and not just all the radical changes of Vatican II, but then you had this at the very end, I think is it Synod, the, the, which is now this synality that, and I consider myself being a Harvard graduate, although in the business school, the trade school, and from Georgetown when it was a Catholic university, I can't even understand when I read what they're talking about. It all just sounds like mumbo jumbo. So, so how did we go from actually predicting what was going to happen, saying that you had to stay with the traditional church to avoid it, having that faith, and then having Vatican II, and now having this this I don't know this kind of bishops ongoing bishops conversation or conference that's led us to this point today that it looks like a vast majority or a certain majority of the leadership of the church. It accommodates the neo-Marxism. This is the tragedy of, I would say, Vatican II in our in, in the following time. That, as you mentioned, the Church in the 19th century with Pius IX with the syllabus, and then Leo XIII with his great encyclicals. They warned the Church of the poisons spiritual poisons of the modern age, which is basically to replace God. So to put on the place of God man. This is basically the spirit of the French Revolution and of the spirit of rationalism uh, in the 19th century then. And the church wisely and motherly opposed this and said we have to warn against this we cannot and the consequences which will be when human being places himself in the place of God then will come an anarchy of morality of truth and when this was prophetical predicted by the syllabus already and the Leo the 13th and Pius the 10th in the beginning of the 20th century, saying that this will lead to uh, dictatorships. This will lead to violence. And these were. And therefore, the consequence of this autonomy of human being from truth and substituting God was we had these horrible two, two major 
I think in history, dictatorships, cruel, it was the communist, Sovietic dictatorship, and the Nazi, the Nazi. It was basically the same unbelieving atheist approach to human life and to politics and to common good. And so, these, uh, of course, the, the evil is not always coming 100% evil. They have also some truth. And with these partly truth, selective truth, they present themselves as benefactors. As Hitler presented himself as a benefactor, Stalin also, interesting, they both use this expression, I am a benefactor of you, my dear people. And so, today, the current political leaderships in the world, the globalists and the elites, they present themselves also as benefactors of humanity. They, they, they say, we know better what is good for you. And basically, transforming that society to a society of slaves. Slaves. Not a slave is not thinking independently. So to cut up, cut our independent thinking. And so you see, and the uh, attempt of Vatican II was to, in some way, reconcile the church with this modern thinking of the French Revolution, of, of these modern values of a, of a society independent from God. And uh, yes, this is good to address this, but in my opinion, it was not the true address which did Vatican II. It, it adapted in some way, partly, uh, the thinking to some current issues of the modern time, of the unchristian modern time. And this is the relativism saying that the equality, all people, uh, all religions basically must have the same rights to, to spread themselves, to express themselves. And it's a natural right given by God. And this is very problematic because there is only one truth. And God wants that all come to the truth and believe in the, in the Savior Jesus Christ, the only way to salvation that is not given other. And this was a failure, in my opinion, that the Vatican Council, the Second Vatican Council, failed to address clearly the errors of the modern time and to warn humanity of not to repeat uh, these. <clears throat> and uh, therefore, we had then, after the Council, all this phenomenon of uh, degradation, the 68 uh, sexual revolution, the Marxism. This is, was already Marxism in the universities growing. And then after the collapse of the Soviet Union, uh, the spreading of the new global neo-Marxist movements, as we mentioned already, uh, the, um, the gender ideology, the destroying of family. How did, how did we, and you grew up as a young boy, how, how, did, how did we in the Judeo-Christian West defeat essentially the Soviet Union as a political and military entity that collapsed. And yet we're in the 21st century and we're, we're now fighting Marxism. 
wouldn't that have shown that their underlying ideology was false, not just the economics of it, but the atheism of it, and particularly the reason it collapsed was the strength of the faithful who would not, and the kulaks and the peasants and the workers, not the wealthy, but the workers, who would not give up that faith. How did that not show that their model doesn't work, and how are we 30 and 40 years later now infected with a bacillus that is still their ideology? Exactly. Thank you for your observation. This is very correct and, and right. Exactly. And uh, the root is the atheism. So to have a life, a society, as if God does not exist, to banish God from all society. And this is happening in the last, uh, even more, advancing in all public life in the Western countries to eliminate the presence of God, of of the true religion in society, in the school, in families, and then also uh, this is, uh, as we see, an advance of atheism. <clears throat> when, when man is declaring himself God and saying, I will now decide what is good for you. I will now decide who are you, who you can be a declared a, a man or a woman. I will, I will now decide what is basically reality itself. And this is happening now. The political elites, those in political power, the left wing, and uh, they try to impose us their thinking and so to make us slaves and uh, to lead us uh, in basically to a society without God. And this is atheism. And therefore, it is necessary for all Christians, even for all people who honestly believe in the Creator, in God, in, cre in creation, and to unite ourselves. We have to, to make a worldwide uh, alliance uh, to unite ourselves to resist to this cunning and wild form of atheism and to unmask this as atheism and even worse in some way than atheism it is blasphemy to blaspheme God's creation the human being was created according to the image of God and the likeness of God what a dignity there is one of the most beautiful prayers in the church liturgy which says oh God you created so wonderful the human being but you restored him in a most wonderful way so you created him wonderful but you restored him in a most wonderful way and this is our hope and this is now the society has, we have to resist we have to make alliance uh, together the communists, Marx and Engels and Lenin, they had an axiom which we know, maybe. Proletariats of all nations unite. And so, but proletarians, so they have no rights. And we are now witnessing that the political powers in the world, the left wing powers which are basically dominating now the political scene 
trying to transform us in proletarians, in ideological proletarians. We have to resist. We say we, have, we want to be united, those who will defend truth, who will defend a society in dignity with God. When you were a little boy and being uh, brainwashed or trained into this ideology of being a proletariat, and at home, obviously, had the Catholic training to show that this was, was false. Did you ever envision that that could be defeated and would be defeated, but now that you're a man, that it could actually rev come back in the Judeo-Christian West as a dominant theology of, of, of people that uh, materially became better because of the fall of communism. No, we lived in the Soviet Union. For us, the West was a kind of paradise because we were in a kind of prison. It, a Soviet Union was a, a huge prison in some way, I would say. And so when we came to the West, it was our maybe na naive to think, but in the 70s, when we came to the West, in the beginning of the 70s, it was already... We, we looked, uh, the public life was already invaded with immorality, let us say, public display of immorality. It was strange for us. And so gradually, this uh, immorality spread in the style of life, in the public life. And then we noticed, uh, myself, with the collapse of the Soviet Union in the 90s, and then in the following decades, that these forms of uh, totalitarianism slowly started to reveal itself in, in one-way thinking, promoting one-way thinking. And this was now happened in the last 30 years after the collapse of the communism, that they entered in another way and to try to conquer the entire world. And Our Lady in Fatima in 1917, just a couple of months before the Communist Revolution, the so-called October Revolution in 1917, she warned humanity. And she, she, she told the little children and spoke about the danger that Russia, it means it was a code word, the communism, Communism will say will spread its errors in the entire world. She won't, and this took place now since 1917. How the Soviet Union, the empire, spread communism in other countries we know, the so-called East Bloc countries, and in Africa, Cuba, and and so on. And then after the fall of communism in the Soviet Union the thinking of neo-communism and Marxism were penetrating the political elites slowly. And now we have the, this reality that even here in the United States, uh, the ruling political powers, they are penetrated with basically neo-Marxist ideas. Do, do you think we live in a include Western Europe and, and the United States and obviously the English-speaking world. Do we live in a Christian society or culture today, a post-Christian or an anti-Christian? 
I think we live already in an anti-Christian society. We have already anti-Christian. Already anti. We have to state this. Because, you see, in the Western society, you can blaspheme Jesus Christ, Mary, Our Lady, the saints, as you want. You will not be punished. But when you say one word and say that true marriage is one man and one woman, then you will be accused. You're a hater. You, you will be accused when you defend the nature, the evidence. And this is already a sign for me of not only post-Christian, but anti-Christian. Uh, we only have a few minutes left. I do want to get to this. And I don't even know if I pronounce it right. Synodality. Or, uh, synodality. Synodality. It, is, it seems you can't even get your arms around it intellectually because it just sounds like a bunch of gobbledygook. Is that where, is that the lesson that the, the institutional church is taking from Vatican II as they continue to, 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 to have, it seems like a conversation with every religion, sect, cult in the world? Yes. It is probably not that what the Second Vatican Council aimed, such a mess, such a confusion. It is an abuse of the church powers, those who now in who reached high-ranking church positions in the Vatican, they abused their power to introduce another face, to to change the Church of God, to to assimilate and adapt the Church to the spirit of this world, to the complete relativistic thinking that all to a supermarket of religions, basically abusing their church powers, abusing the canonical institute of synod, and giving a beautiful name, let us say synodality, to promote, to undermine, and to dilute the teaching of Christ, basically. It is, we are witnessing a very um, serious time and in my opinion, never happened in the history of the church that, that um, the top of the church are abusing their, its power to dilute the, the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ with such a method which they call synodality. Your Excellency, we are out of time, but we look forward to the next time you're here. I want to make sure we go to, and uh, do, do you know your website? Often I ask people, do, do, Gloria Day. Gloria uh, Day. Yes. Dot, dot org? Uh, I.O. I.O. And you can get the Catholic Mass, which is a magnificent book, but the traditional Catholic Mass, one of my favorite photographs on the cover, of course, Christus Vincent, and you've got all your books, all of your writings there. We'll have it up on the screen and uh, put it up on our, uh, on our website. Well, uh, Your Excellency, thank you for taking the time to come by. We, I can tell you that uh, in the warehouse... Your, your, our audience is 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 uh, always honored when you come. Yes, you're welcome. And God bless you, and protect you and all your audience. Thank you, Your Excellency Bishop Schneider of Kazakhstan. I want to thank everybody that helped put this together uh, today. And we'll be back live tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Uh, in the War Room. Dr. Taylor Marshall will join us tomorrow in tomorrow morning's show. See you back here at 10 a.m.
A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you actually spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. Public Square connects freedom-loving Americans with the community and businesses they share their values. Here's the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com and download their app today. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where you spend your hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. That's publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Take action. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and your values. Go to publicsq.com. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. 
While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.